For 32 years, Thomas Joshua Cooper has been, has been working on a project. It's called the, the Atlas of Extremity. It's a collection of 700 black and white photographs that, that Cooper makes from, from remote but almost forgotten outcroppings. Places with names like Cape Frigid on the Frozen Strait. Places infused with human awe of the unknown, writes New Yorker columnist Dana Goodyear. He's thought of by many as, as one of the greatest photographers alive. He, he studied with Ansel Adams, and he takes his pictures with a 5 by 7 inch box, which was made in 1898. He's 73, he's lumbering, his fair hair has turned white. And in his career, Cooper has fallen into quicksand. He's sailed into a cyclone. He's been shot at. And he thought his project would take maybe seven years. It's taken four times that long. And summing up his artistic approach, Cooper says, my whole practice is edges. The edge of the world. The edge of the picture." the edge of land, the edge of sea. Have you ever stood on, on, on the edge? The edge geographically as you peered over the edge of a dune, of, of a sheer cliff, a steep mountain ledge. How did that feel? Have you stood on on a wind-buffeted edge, contemplating launching a a new product at work, starting your own business, selling a business? Perhaps you found yourself on the edge medically as you you sat in a doctor's office and, and waited for that knock on the door. Have you inched up to the edge relationally and, and asked someone for a first date? Or to spend your life together now and forevermore. And what happened out there on the edge? Did you feel your heart pound out of your chest? Did did your knees buckle? Did your palms sweat? What did you learn about yourself out, out there on the edge? And to phrase that question from a different perspective, what did you learn about God out there on the edge? Well, this morning, on the edge is where we find God's people, the Israelites, as we, as we turn to Exodus in the Jewish scriptures. As you remember, they were slaves in Egypt, and after ten plagues sent by God, uh, Pharaoh relented and, and set God's people free. In our passage, after after Moses leads the Israelites through the Red Sea, he takes them through the, the desert of Shur and to Elam, where, as Scripture records, there were 12 springs and, and 70 palm trees in the Israelites' camp there. But as Lynn mentioned last Sunday, a spiritual practice of people of faith is, is we listen for God's voice who tells us to go and to step forward in faith. So the Israelites press on from the sound of those bubbling springs and the ripple of palm leaves in the wind. And they walk towards that shifting sand of a beige desert 
and it's scalding heat. In 2008, Cooper undertook an arduous journey to a place whose name he felt was summoning him. It's called Prime Head. Have you ever heard of, of Prime Head? You'll find it at the tip of the Antarctic Peninsula. So Cooper engaged a captain, Greg Landreth, to take him on a 54-foot-inch motorized sailboat called North Hanger. So they sailed through the summer, and autumn lasted a week, sort of like West Michigan. And then winter hit. Prime Head is surrounded on three sides by what sailors call uncharted dangers, places in which, according to maritime customs, you're not to expect a mayday signal to be answered. And so they inched up towards Prime Head. The final two weeks they spent in a 12-foot-long dinghy, inching closer. And then they found themselves in a freezing fog. But Cooper could see on the map nearby this uncharted island. He named it Catherine Island in his wife's honor. You'll find a photograph of that very moment on your bulletin cover. Catherine Island is at the top of that photograph. And then the wind picked up, and fog blanketed the water, and they couldn't see but a few feet in front of them, so Cooper relented, reluctantly conceded that he had to abandon his goal. He said to the captain, this is as far as we can go. After enjoying the idyllic setting of Elam, biblical scholar Terence Fretheim writes the the leaving time had come. Forty-five days from Egypt, it was now time to go back into the wilderness. And out there in the wilderness, in the desert, the Israelites say to Moses and to Aram, this is as far as we can go. And they began to complain. As our text describes in the desert, the, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron, saying they, they wished they had just stayed back in Egypt. Have you ever found yourself on the edge? Geographically, professionally, medically, relationally. Out there, I suspect you discovered something about yourself. There's something about the edge that just peels away our pretensions, that disassembles our beloved paradigms and just reveals who we are. And here in the 16th chapter of Exodus, we find that to be true. As Moses leads the Israelites to the wilderness where their, their faith falters, and their resolve wilts. But also revealed out there on the edge is the character of God in particular two aspects. First we learn, as Fretheim phrases it, of, of a divine sovereignty. Meaning God's sovereignty, God's territory extends even out to the very edge of the wilderness. Second, we encounter the broad parameters of what Fretheim calls a divine economy, 
Meaning out there on the edge, God moves and, and acts to nurture God's people and to feed us, to sustain us. As we read in verse 4, Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven upon you. So Moses and Aaron said, In the evening you will know that it was the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, and in the morning you will see the glory of the Lord. And while Aaron was speaking, they looked towards the desert, and and there was the glory of the Lord approaching in clouds. That evening quail came and covered the camp, and the morning a layer of dew appeared. Moses said, It's the bread of the Lord. This is what the Lord has commanded everyone is to gather it, as much as they need. And so Cooper and the captain sat in their 12-foot dinghy in the freezing fog, having given up. And then Cooper shared with Goodyear that just then it got calm. The frog rose. We could see Prime Head about a half a mile away. Cooper believes he was the ninth person to ever set foot on Prime Head. More people have stood on the surface of the moon. And in the article, Goodyear reveals why Cooper makes all this effort and why he steers his life again and again and again to the edge. Cooper says, I thought I could learn something there, that it would either kill me or transform me. Today is Vision Sunday as individual women and men of faith, as youth and children, as this entire church family, we gather to recognize God's vision for ourselves and and for this church, and that it often leads us out there to the edge. My pictures are not about specifics of geography, says Cooper. They are about what it's like to stand in that very specific place. And that very specific place we stand this morning, like the Israelites, is on the edge of generosity. And it is a place of transformation. Dave Ramsey is a best-selling author and radio host who offers guidance on how to navigate our finances. In his books, he continually prods his readers to to head towards the edge, in particular the edge of generosity. As he writes, I believe God puts us through the, the act of giving because the act of giving changes us into something that looks and acts like Jesus Christ. What I found, said Ramsey, is every time I open my hand to put money into the offering plate at church or, or leave a huge tip for a struggling mom working at a waitress, is, is it shifts how I see things. And over time, all those shifts add up, and I become more and more like Jesus Christ. Because we are designed in God's image, and we are the happiest and most fulfilled when we are serving and when we are giving. Our 2020 campaign is called 5-15-100. This morning the church council invites everyone to prayerfully consider 
increasing their pledge to Mayflower by 5%. Lynn and I are increasing our pledge 5%. And if we do that as a church family, we will raise a little over $1,200,000. And we can set aside 15% of our budget to help those in need. The number 100 is the recognition it will take everyone to reach that goal. And to the end of this service, then you will find a chance to fill out an estimate of giving card and to help Mayflower to realize that goal and to fully fund our 2020 budget. Because sometimes we do find ourselves out on the edge. Sometimes even God leads us out there to the edge. And scripture teaches out there is where we will discover God's sovereignty, God's economy. And out there the Israelites encountered God's generosity. This quail flew overhead and manna appeared like dew on the ground. So come, let our faith not falter, let our resolve not wilt, and let us step this vision Sunday towards the the edge of generosity. Because on that edge, like Thomas Joshua Cooper, we will be transformed. Out there we will discover we are the happiest and the most fulfilled when we are serving and we are giving. For out there is where we will become more and more like Jesus Christ. In the name of the Creator, the Sustainer, and the Redeemer. Amen.